Good evening. We're going to get started here. Um, My name is Luke Walters. If you haven't met me, I'm the director of worship arts here, and I had a hand in in planning this service. And uh, as we did, we were thinking about uh, these core values and this mission that we've been going over uh, as a church that we went over in the fall. Um, So sometimes when you go to a church on Christmas Eve, they'll try to do some special things to wow you or entertain you. Uh, It's not really what I'm about. I don't really think that's what Pastor Jason or any of our pastors are about. Uh, And you'll see that in our mission statement, that our mission is to exalt the triune God, to edify and equip the saints, and to evangelize uh, those who need the gospel. So our aim here tonight in planning the service has been together to exalt the triune God and to edify you as we go into this weekend with all the fun festivities that are all good, that are all great things that we can do to glorify God together, our aim is to put Christ right in the center of that, where he belongs. This is a holiday about Jesus. And so, as we go through this service, that's where I want your mind to be at. We're here to exalt the God, uh, the great triune God, not here to be entertained. Uh, I hope that it's enjoyable for you to exalt the triune God, but that's where we're going. That's what we want to do tonight. So, with that being said, let me pray as we enter this night. Uh, There are going to be times where you are just sitting and observing and reflecting. There's going to be times when you're singing with us. Uh, So we'll we'll direct you as we go through those things so it's pretty clear. But uh, let's all pray together first. God, we thank you so much for this holiday. Lord, that the promise that you would be with your people was true. Lord, that you fulfilled it. And now, God, as we sing songs and, and hear scripture and hear your word preached, Lord. We want to wonder at you. Lord, we want to be so enamored with you. So Jesus, would you fill us with your Holy Spirit? God, so that we would see the truth that we're singing. So we would hear the truth in your word and that we would respond appropriately. And we ask it all in the name of our powerful, powerful King. Amen. Okay, whenever you're ready. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. He formed man and woman in his own likeness and created them to be in relationship with him. They walked with God until they fell to temptation and sin entered the world. The world became rife with wickedness and God's only option was to floor the earth and start over with Noah and his family. 400 years later, God calls Abraham and promises to make his descendants into a great nation. But after seven generations, Abraham's descendants, the Israelites, find themselves as slaves in Egypt. However, God never forgets his promise and raises up a man, Moses, to set his people free from slavery. Moses' successor, Joshua, leads God's people into the promised land, and with God as their head, they conquer every nation they face. After Joshua, God raises up judges like Deborah, Samson, and Gideon, who protect and fight for God's people. But after every victory, The Israelites quickly forget what God has done for them. The people tire of his leadership and demand a king. God gives the Israelites King Saul, King David, and King Solomon, but things get worse. God's people rebel. The kingdom of Israel is divided, and everyone turns their back on God. Prophets like Elijah, Isaiah, Micah, and Jeremiah warn that if people don't turn from their sinful ways, there will be consequences. But the people ignore their warnings, and Israel is conquered by foreign nations. God's people fall under captivity in Babylon. And ransom captive Israel. 
that mourns in lonely exile here until the Son of God appears. Prophets foretold of one who will set God's people free. He shall be called Emmanuel, God with us. After 70 years in captivity, the Israelites returned to their homes. They attempt to rebuild the wall and the temple, but God was not with them. There were no prophets, no miracles, no angel visitations. For 400 years, God was silent. Stand with us as we sing. Oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel, and ransom captive Israel. That mourns in lonely exile until the Son of God appears. Rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel shall come to
Now, you see some kids have joined us up here. We've got a brass group, and as they finish swapping up their music and making the transition, I want to talk about this next song. So come, all ye faithful. This is a song we sing year after year. If you're 70 years old and you've been a Christian for 70 years, you've probably sang it 70 times, uh, probably more. And so as we sing these songs, these words can become rote. They can become just things that we say. But think about just this first line, O come, all ye faithful. Where does that faithfulness come from? I'm not faithful. Are you faithful? I'm not. But Jesus is perfectly faithful. He has fulfilled the requirement of faithfulness for us. And what is in store for the faithful? Joy. Joy because our God is with us. And triumph. Because the curse that we all laid under, the curse that demanded a sacrifice, the curse that demanded our death, it's broken. So we can sing, O come, all ye faithful, joyful, and triumphant. Let's sing that together. You can stay up there. <laughs> In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Corninius was governor of Syria. And all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph went, also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to, to Judea, the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he, was the how, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. 
And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And the angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. Amen. Glory to God in the highest. I know you just sat down, but can I have you stand up again? I'm going to keep singing. I'm going to sing, Hark the Herald Angels Sing. their seats. We're going to continue to sing as they do that. Let's sing What Child Is This? Sing together. What child is this who lay to rest on Mary's lap is sleeping who angels creep with while shepherds watch our keeping. This, this. And this, this is Christ the King, whom shepherds guard and angels sing. Haste, to bring him, Lord, the babe, the Son of Mary. So bring him. So bring him incense, gold, and myrrh. Come, peasant king, to own him. The king of kings, salvation brings. That love. 
song, I invite you to reflect, oh, as we sing this next song, I invite you to reflect on the words about our wonderful, wonderful King.
I think we've all been there before, right? We've been there expecting this day to come. We're excited. Christmas morning, we've been looking forward to all since last year. Uh, for those of us who are parents or you're hosting people, you're, you're nervous, right? Uh, because you've been thinking about the day. You want your kids to have a good time or maybe some family or friend is going to be visiting and you want to make sure that that day is just perfect for them. And so you actually have a, a checklist of all the things that you want to happen on, on that day. Uh, you have the right food that that person just enjoys. You have the right gift that you think is going to just surprise them because you've been buying gifts for years and have been disappointing them. And, and so the, the day comes and you're just, you're just ready. And, and, but you're, you're just anxious and you're nervous about that day. And they arrive, and you make sure that the dog doesn't jump on top of them, that the kids' rooms are clean, that the bathroom is clean, everything. And they arrive, and they start eating. And you go, do they like it? Are they enjoying themselves? You steal a quick away, and you're going, I hope that they are enjoying their day today. And you get through the final, the end of the day, and you go, I'm exhausted. Oh. <sighs> so glad that they're gone. <laughs> and then you hear that they didn't enjoy themselves. And you just feel wrecked, right? And then you start thinking about how will I plan for next year? Then you have the friend that shows up, a family member that shows up on your day and they can see the house is not ready for them. They can see that what you planned, from the ingredients, you forgot something mistakenly. Something's burning, something just is not going right, and they can see the distress that is coming on, on you, and you're just like, I'm ruining your day. And you just start to tear yourself up more and more internally, and that person looks at you and says, I did not come for the food. I did not come for the clean house. I came to be with you. I came to enjoy my time with you. Forget about all the cleanliness. Forget about all the food. I came to just be with you. See... We've heard the Christmas story so many times that I think we have actually forgotten the Christmas story. Jesus came to earth at the fullness of time. And look at the planning that was done. This was Mary and Joseph were just married. They were betrothed, right? They were poor. We know that they were poor. They had to travel because they were under Roman rule. And so they did not have the freedom. When they arrived, they had not pre-planned enough to either stay with family or friends because there was no room in the inn at that time. As far as preparing for a birth, they were checking out really fast, right? And then when Christ was born, and they had all the knowledge ahead of time, right, that he was to be God, he was the Savior of the earth. It seems like they weren't even prepared for him. Because what they wrap him with? Clothing, cloths that were made for a dead man. And what did they put him in? They had to go get a manger to lay him in. And this is the king of the universe. This is Jesus himself. And it goes to show us that did Jesus come because they were well prepared for him? No. Jesus came because he wanted to be with them. I'm going to read the, the, the dream that the angel of the Lord read or said to Joseph. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he, as he was considering these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, 
for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the, by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. God with us. Christ came to be with us. And we have heard that story again and again, and you're hearing it again tonight, but tomorrow we forget it. And we get back to our busyness. We get back to trying to entertain others. We get back to actually trying to entertain God and who He is, right? We feel that if we can just have the perfect day for Jesus, if we could just live the perfect life, if we could have everybody else believe that we are doing better than we really are, then we may be able to believe that we're doing better than we are, and perhaps by chance at that point, Jesus will like you more. But the dream gives it away as to why Christ came. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. When you rejoice that Jesus Christ was born, and you believe that he is God, and that he died on the cross for his sins, you believe that you are a sinner. Listen, Christ came to die for the sins of his parents. He did not come to be entertained. He came to be with you. How significant that he is Emmanuel. God is with us. And when you believe in him, he enjoys being with you. It's not just the Christmas story. It's also Jesus tells us in the account of Luke chapter 10, you have Mary and Martha that Jesus goes to their village and you have, uh, you have, I'm getting it mixed up. And you have Mary and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teachings. But Martha was distracted with much serving. And she went up to him and said, Lord, do, not ca- do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion which will not be taken away from her. Friends, when God is with us, yes, He cares somewhat about us serving, but He cares far more about us keeping Him as the focus of our life. He is with us. How often are we so worried about working hard, about portraying our lives to be better than what they are, and we actually miss who Jesus Christ is? That He came to die for sinners like you and me. He came to see when you are depressed and He came to be with you when your life is not going well. He came to be with the people that are broken. Not for all everybody who thinks that their life is all together when in reality it is not. That's why we need Christmas every year. To remind us that Jesus Christ, He is the Prince of Peace, right? There is no peace away from Jesus. He is our joy. He is the Almighty One. He is God incarnate. And He has come to be with you. He humbled Himself. He was the highest of the high. And He became the lowest of the low so that we can rejoice that we can actually know who He is. How wonderful is that? How fabulous is that? 
that on Christmas morning, uh, whatever it is, and all the, all, everything that you're going to be doing, and the disappointment will come at some point in the day, and you will either, somebody will be disappointed in you, or you'll be disappointed in somebody else. But who's not disappointed? It's Jesus. And that's of significance. And here comes Monday morning, Tuesday, Wednesday, January, February, March, April. Who still loves you and is enjoying you consistently throughout the rest of the year? We don't have to try to entertain Jesus. We don't have to try to build our lives up. We don't have to try to find the perfect day for Jesus to finally enjoy us. He has fully died on the cross for our sins. He knows us. He has adopted us into His family. So now we have His full inheritance. We have His dad. We have life eternal. How magnificent is that? And what did we do to deserve that? Absolutely nothing. You cannot create the most perfect of days to save yourself. But it was Jesus Christ who died on the cross for our sins that made it perfect for us. You know, he says now he's not just going to be with us then, he's with us now. We have the Great Commission, right? He said, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Emmanuel. God's with us. He's never going to leave us nor forsake us. When you go to sleep tonight, you can relax. Because God's with you. When you wake up tomorrow morning, you can relax because God's still with you. I know we're all going to get busy. We're going to get distracted. And we will forget. But I pray that at some point, the next couple days and the next week, you will slow down and remember Emmanuel, the gift of Christmas, that God is actually with you and you did absolutely zero to deserve any of that. That is the gift of grace. That is the gift of God for us. Let's pray. Well, Father, it is incredible that you sent your Son, Jesus Christ, as a man to die on the cross for our sins. That you are here with us now. We are celebrating your son's birth and how wonderful it is to celebrate his birth, that he lived a perfect life, the one that we could not live, Lord. Thank you. Lord, we all will get distracted, but that does not cease for who you continue to be. Lord, I pray for anybody who does not know you, that's trying to come to you with a perfect life, that they cannot that they open up their hearts ask the Lord ask you to forgive them and accept you as their personal Lord and Savior what an amazing Christmas that will be Lord Lord continue to guide us through this night in your holy and precious name Jesus Amen
explain to you what this means. Um, kids, if you have a battery-operated candle, you can click it on. You may notice that at the beginning of the service, there's a candle lit on the organ. That's representative of Christ. Jesus says that he is the light of the world in John chapter 8. And then in Matthew chapter 5, in Matthew chapter 5, he actually says that we are also a light in this world. He says, let your light shine before men. Uh, Adam brought up the Great Commission, that we are to go into all the world with this light. So we have this light, the light of the world, Jesus, shining, a light in the darkness. And then that's given to each one of us. And then we're going to leave this room, and we're going to take our light out into the world, so that people at your work, people in your neighborhood, people wherever you go, are going to have that light of Jesus brought to them by you. So... As we do that, let's sing. You'll have your candle lit. Adam will direct that. Light people to the left and right of you, and then behind you, and then at some point, this whole room will be lit, and we'll just continue to worship together. Brightly shining, it is the night of the dear Savior's birth. Long lay the world in sin and error pining till he appeared and the soul felt its worth. A thrill of hope, the weary world rejoices, for yonder breaks a new and glorious morn. Proclaim 
You can blow your candles out. That concludes our evening for uh, the service for this evening. And I just want to pray for us as we go out into the world. So let me pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you that you saw fit to send your Son, even though we did not deserve this at all. Lord, that you gave us this light. Lord, this is not a light that you kept to yourself, but that you gave to us. And, and as Adam preached, that we take with us. Jesus is with us to the end of the age and then into eternity. So God, we praise you. We thank you. Help us to celebrate this Christmas season with you at the very center of it. We ask it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. You are dismissed. Merry Christmas.